Hello! Happy Ash Wednesday, Carl. I guess you don't say happy, but the 40 days of Lent are upon us. Well, it's 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 a misnomer because it's 40 days of Lent, but there are also seven Sundays in there. The seven Sundays don't count in Lent, but it's still 47 days until Easter. And I guess you say happy because it's the beginning of Easter season. So Which is it, renewal and rejoice and... Uh, it, it depends on how spring. you look at things. Right. Right. You know, so, like a groundhog half full. Right. We will talk to our guest, Joe Hanrahan, about the Midnight Company's review on Linda Ronstadt that's going to be taking place at the Blue Strawberry and his upcoming shows. Around minute 24, we will talk Cocaine Bear. Around minute 31, Close. Around minute 36, Emily. And then we'll do some Oscar where you can see all the nominated films talk. And then around minute 42, the theater roundup. Bring on the Catholic fish fries. (laughs) Also true. Yes. That giggling you hear in the background is our friend Joe. (laughs) Hi, Joe. He has got a lot on his plate, and he's a graduate of an all-boys Catholic high school, just FYI. Uh, Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. And so is Carl. I am am a graduate of an all-girls Catholic high school. So, Which uh, ones are you two from? Christian Brothers College High School, but Uh the one from Clayton. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that and there's I anything wrong with the one from town and country. It's just that I didn't go there. Well, I, I learned, uh, you know, from my old high school colleagues, uh, their queries that uh, Kelly Howe, who's appearing in uh, um, Just One Look, the show we have coming up next week is Lon- Linda Ronstadt. They said, now, is she a Howe from CBC? D- her dad and uncle, I guess, are famous oh. soccer people that uh, that brought CBC and other places uh Championships. championships, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, how about six degrees of separation? Exactly. Is she though? Did you find out? Is she what? Is she yeah. a member yeah, she of that? Is, she's oh, the she daughter a of that family. Daughter and her uncle. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. It's like Small another show work. I did with Michelle Hand, and my my friends were all more excited about her dad, who's Bill Borst, who's like Mister St. Louis Browns in town. Oh wow. Oh, that's her dad. Oh, wow. I'm interviewing her on Friday for the Webster Kirkwood Times for what the Constitution means to me. Yes. Uh Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. So I have to say something about that. Yeah. Small world. Yes. Yes, that's right. You two were uh, in a Tennessee Williams short um, one act together. Excellent. Uh, So today, the reason we're having Joe on, Carl is he has, as I said, a full plate. He has a new venture coming up. He is uh, producing and he wrote and directed this Linda Ronstadt tribute that called Just One Look that is going to be at the Blue Strawberry. I love the Blue Strawberry. March 1st, 8th, and 15th. Plus he's got a whole bunch of, of... plays coming up and he's in them he's directed them he's written them and he is starring in them so we're going to talk to him about the midnight company's ambitious and very uh i want to say intriguing season coming up so hey joe hold on speaking of catholic girls high schools 
it blew strawberries right down the street from Rosati Kane. Uh-huh. Which is being saved at the last minute, as yes. is St. Mary's High School. Yes. And, They've been in the news. Uh, right. And uh, so I went to a defunct high school, just like you, Joe. I yeah. went to the Academy of Notre Dame in Belleville, and I was the last graduating class in 1972. Ah, okay. Joe, you never you never admitted what high school you went to. Uh, the late, great McBride, the... Uh... Rosanna yeah. Kane was our sister school, so I have warm feelings about that in the neighborhood of Blue Strawberry. Excellent. Well, so, I so. and I ended a sentence with a preposition, so I'd like to apologize to all the Catholic teachers that taught me for uh, 16 years because I went to a Jesuit college, St. Louis University, and so it didn't, I guess it didn't, the beatings didn't work. <laughs> So, so Joe, uh, I we love Linda Ronstadt. The amazing CNN documentary about her from about five years ago yes. is fantastic. And last time Dolly Parton was in town, Dolly gave us an update of how Linda was doing. Uh, the prognosis was not good, yeah. but we still and she said Dolly said, but don't fret. We still have all of Linda's music. Yeah. yeah, she's uh, she's ill. She suffers from a Parkinson's, a form of Parkinson's disease, but she's still busy. She just very recently released a part memoir, part cookbook. Yes. Called Feels Like Home, Songs from the Sonora Borderland. Oh, wow. I didn't know just, that. Well, that documentary another... is called The Sound of My Voice, and uh -huh. I believe it is a CNN documentary. So yes. it would be on HBO Max if you haven't seen it. Highly recommend it. It's the, great. Uh, the, and and she's she's involved in it too. She doesn't do a lot, but her family is taking care of her. Yeah. She uh the cookbook was one of the many, many things in her life that people said, Linda, you should not do this. You cannot cook. Because she spent her <laughs> life in hotel rooms on the rock and roll road. But she's come up with um uh, recipes, simple recipes along with the memoir. And uh and she said recently that. You know, food is so uh, a bigger part of our culture now. She said, chefs are like lead guitar players now. They're getting laid a whole lot more. <laughs> they are. You have celebrity <laughs> chefs now. With yeah. Weekly and sometimes daily television shows. I used to say the only stars in St. Louis were the athletes and the news people. But nobody watches the news anymore. So now it's athletes and chefs. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, that was a major story in all of the websites that uh, one of the major chefs in town was leaving the restaurant to go uh, infuse gummies to make them taste better. Yeah. So that. Oh, my goodness gracious. What is this world coming to? So Kelly Howe has been in. Uh, she came back to St. Louis, right, Joe? Yes. And uh, she has she was in your Rodney's wife and she is nominated for a St. Louis Theater Circle Award and was last year in the Black Reps Sweat. Mm -hmm. And so now she is going to be the focus of this cabaret. And uh, you were telling me an interesting tidbit about Linda Ronstadt's song uh, that was used in The Last of Us. Yeah, it's uh, that that series on HBO based on a video game has gotten a whole lot of attention, uh, you know, but for the series itself. But then its third episode, 
uh, presented uh, kind of a, a, a unique and very tender love story. And uh, Linda Ronstadt's song, A Long, Long, Long Time, was played by them kind of uh, just a, a, a bit on a piano in the beginning of the show. And then her recording of it is played at the end of that episode. And it got a tremendous amount of attention on the internet and, you know, kind of brought her back uh, to a lot of people. Introduced it shot, it shot up like 6,000% on Spotify and Pandora. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, that's the, so what is this show going to be like at the Blue Strawberry? Well, um, it's 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 uh, we're hoping it's going to be kind of a unique show for Midnight and for Blue Strawberry. We're, we're kind of trying and we we've talked with Jim Dolan, who runs that place uh, quite a bit about this. We're trying to inject some legitimate theater into the cabaret experience. So I wrote the show and directed it, but I'm also an actor in it. I play a veteran journalist who's who covered a rock and roll journalist who covered some of the big boys back in the day, but never got to meet his unrequited love. Linda Ronstadt. So he finally gets an interview with her and she's all older. She's in the desert, you know, living alone, but uh, living uh, semi-reclusively. But uh, in the course of the interview, very quickly, she we bring her back to L.A. where she started her music and she reverts to the younger woman, Linda. And that's where she stays throughout the show. And as a journalist uh, interviewing her, I get to move the story along. Uh, and I get to say some things about her that she wouldn't say or couldn't say. And But we hit a lot of her songs and and Kelly is uh, portraying her um, you know excellently Kelly you know it's you mentioned her coming back to town and it was from her um, a little bit of her time out of town that really you know got this show rolling I, I mentioned to her that uh, the show I did last fall St. Louis Woman with Leica Leica sang at a around the country last year a number of spots including a a New York cabaret called Don't Tell Mamas. And Kelly said, well, I was in New York. I worked there a couple of years. I was, uh, I sang in the piano bar all the time. And uh, and Kelly said, yeah, I'd love to do a, a, my own cabaret sometime. And so that that started the ball rolling. Aha. Uh -huh. So uh, how can people get uh, tickets if they want to go? And what's, because this isn't a play, How what is this experience like? Well, I, I think it's going to be like a play with music. You know, I will, uh, you know, we will have some dialogue. We'll try to touch on some of the highlights of her life. And she had a fascinating life. And, you know, seeing the documentary, you know, uh, the documentary didn't, you know, they only, they touched on Jerry Brown, but not all the men she was with, but, uh, but she was uh, friends and, you know, colleagues with so many people uh, from Dolly and Emmy Lou Harris to the Eagles and, you know, you, you, uh, Nelson Riddle, you name it, giants in music. And, uh, and we'll try to tell her story and, and hopefully, uh, you know, people will, will be able to encompass what was her uh, amazing career. Uh, but there's going to be some, uh, uh, we'll, we'll touch on many of her great songs. We have an excellent band backing her up. Um, uh, guys who have uh, backed up Chuck Berry and Johnny Johnson and Glenn Campbell in the past. Oh, wow. and, uh, and we, uh, uh, we think it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a fascinating portrait of, uh, of a great artist. You can get tickets at bluestrawberrystl.com and more information at midnightcompany.com. Yes. Looking at this poster with the wig on, Kelly looks like a young Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> and and with the other wig on, she looks like Linda Ronstadt. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Linda, you know, that was uh, it was kind of a funny thing cuz uh Kelly and I said, well, let's do a cabaret. I was kind of, in, you know, inspired by St. Louis Woman and seeing the cabarets I've seen about, you know, I, I love this injection of live music, which Midnight hasn't done a lot of. But uh, 
uh, we kind of separated after we said, maybe we could do one. And we came back together, both with the same name on our lips, uh, Linda Ronstadt. She wanted to do her and loves her. I loved her. And I said, you know, Kelly, you can do this. You can sing like her and you can uh, you can portray her, I think. Does she have roller skates on at any time? <laughs> no, no, not that I've seen. I hope she stays off until after the run. Yeah. <laughs> until after the show. <laughs> it's on Wednesday nights. It's March 1st, March 8th, and March 15th. Wednesdays yeah, the, at 739. Uh, Blue Strawberries, uh, you know, let us. instead. Usually they do a one-night thing for most of their gigs, but uh, we said we'd like to do a mini theater run, kind of three shows, and we thought Wednesdays uh, would be the best time and give people an opportunity to get out and see it. Well, then, I have uh, I'm excited about it because those are, as you say, sensational songs. And uh, you have got another tribute coming up in July with Janelle Gilraith Owens. And uh, she is currently in the stellar of uh, Uncle Vanya at St. Louis Actors Studio. But she is a gifted singer as well. So tell us about this personal tribute to Judy Garland. Yeah, uh, Janelle kind of uh, st was was talking about, you know, it's Judy Garland's 100th birthday recently and Janelle loves her and said I I I'm 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 going to do a cabaret. I'm going to do a show about her sometime and I said Janelle let's do one. And she said one of the reasons that she's so uh, connected to her is a, a a vocal teacher earlier in her life told her she had a voice quality similar in her singing to Judy Garland. Uh, kind of a quality and uh, as I've been listening to a lot of Judy Garland I hear a lot of Janelle and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're again gonna try to inject some theater uh, qualities into this in that uh, it's Ju it's Janelle's tribute to Judy we, we've we're titled the show you made me love you which uh, which most people know was uh, a, a very young Judy Garland's live performance to uh, Clark Gable at his birthday party, which was then in a movie and kind of became a sensation. But this is going to be Janelle singing to Judy. We're going to try to tell her life and uh, go through her life and then show how it inspired uh, Janelle's career and how she's learned from it and reflects on it. So uh, there'll be uh, it'll be Janelle and Judy. But we're going to, again, have a lot of a uh, lot of good songs to, to work with. Well, that's, that's July 26, August 2nd and August 9th. Ninth. So, but Joe, Joe, you're going to do a play in May. You're going to star in one. Yes. Uh, yes. And that's the first, you know, legitimate midnight show, I guess, uh, a show called The uh, Absolute Brightness of Leonard Pelkey. Uh, it's uh, going to be directed by Allison Moser. It is a one man show. Um, it's a, it's a, a, you know, I've done a lot of them. Many people say too many, but uh, I keep, <laughs> I keep finding. As long as you're not the one saying that, Joe. I keep finding great scripts, and this is a great script. Uh, it takes place in a little New Jersey shore town, a blue collar town, and um, I play about eight characters. The main character is a detective, um, uh, and as the show starts, Leonard Pelkey is missing, but Leonard is a um, a 15 year old boy who's just come to town to be fostered. He's and in this little blue collar town, he is flamboyant. He is outrageous. He does what he wants, wears what he wants, acts like he wants. Uh, the, the middle aged folks in the town who I also play love him, uh, especially the women, because he gives them fashion tips and makeup tips. But um, uh, but the, some of his high school classmates don't. And uh, this thing very quickly turns into a murder mystery. He's murdered. And it's it's a search for justice. And then uh, what what the people who encountered him learned, because Leonard was himself. He made no 
airs. He just uh, was always himself and he affected a lot of people. And I think it's, uh, you know, I don't like message shows per se, but this this has a message, which is, you know, be yourself. Don't don't hide behind some somebody you're not. So it's a really glorious show. It also has a great connection. Uh, the playwright um, uh, founded the Trevor Project, which is the oh. which is the you know the, the longest and uh, twenty four hour hotline for um, for kids uh, LGBT confused kids who need somebody to talk to. And so we hope to uh, generate some awareness of that that thing too. That Love and the that. Judy Garland thing will uh, help immensely. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that, but that sounds very intriguing. And uh, you have brought a lot of plays to St. Louis that I have never heard of, <laughs> or they're by uh, playwrights that uh, need to be more of, uh, let's see, more exposure. Yeah, sure. Well, that would say that. So you're going to have a, a all star cast in one of the highly anticipated uh shows of the year in october the lion in winter and you have got some heavy hitters here because levon byers is going to play eleanor of aquitaine and your sons are going to be ryan lawson maskey john wolbers and joel moses which is quite a triple threat there and uh so tell us about taking on this huge of a production yeah well i was uh you know i, I had a, a time to do a show in october i had a place and a time and a schedule i wasn't sure what to do that was the final show we added for this season and i was kind of going all over the place with it and uh i i because of directing and writing I, I wanted to act in something and i wanted to act in something that i thought would be interesting and fun and challenging uh and i was going all over the place and then it's i don't know where this popped up in my head but it did and i and it hasn't been done in a long long time um, a lot of people don't know it but people who do like the actors in this cast they were uh it, it wasn't really hard uh once i started targeting them to recruit them they were all like yes yeah, before you'd get the question out, do you want to do? Yes, they wanted to do this. And uh, it's a magnificent play. You know, it was not a big hit on Broadway uh, when it started. It 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 just uh, ran for a fairly short time, but then they turned it into a big movie with a Catherine big Kepler, old movie, Peter O'Toole. And so that's where it gets most of its reputation. But it's it's a fascinating play. As, as I think we were talking previously, um, Lynn, it's written by James Goldman, who's a uh, brother of William Goldman. And we all know, you know, the kind of, humor he brought to butch cassidy and a few other things but uh it's it's fascinating to look at those two work and and see the family resemblance of of a sense of humor between them you know uh butch cassidy was a comedy set in the old west and this is a comedy set in 12th century france oh yeah and you're playing henry the second yeah you know both levan and i have done these roles before levan when she was in graduate school much too young for the role did did eleanor and when I was in college, much, much too young for the role of Henry, I had a, my my director in college was a teacher at an all boys Catholic high school in Wichita, Kansas, and he uh, uh, needed to find a play to direct there. And so it was Lion and Winter had a lot of good roles for boys, but he needed somebody with a beard to play Henry. And so he recruited <laughs> me. Comes full circle. Yeah. And and then you're going to have some uh, heavy uh, hitters of the female persuasion in the years 
yes. in July. So tell us about this play. Yeah, this is an interesting play and talk about a long hidden kind of a gem. I directed this play many, many years ago. Uh, and why I chose that is when I did uh, Rodney's Wife, which Kelly Howe was in and nominated for a Circle Award, a, a few people, including a few of the St. Louis Theater Critics Circle, told me, Joe, this is not your type of play. <laughs> Sometimes at intermission while they were watching the show. Joe, this isn't <laughs> your type of play. And uh, people told that uh, to me when I directed The Years many years ago. Uh, they're, they're kind of similar in a sense. A sense they're family plays, they're dramas. Uh, but incredibly beautiful shows that really uh, delve into the ups and downs of of, of real life. And I, I really think this show is is so real. It's it's about 20 years older, maybe older, 30 years, but but it's timeless. The only thing missing in this show that from today is cell phones. I mean, it, but it takes uh, it, it deals with people and the, the things that people have to deal with, uh, you know, in, in all of our lives. And it, it it's it's two sets of cousins. Um, two two girls and a girl and a boy who uh, who uh, who relate. I do have a couple of people cast in this uh, right now: uh, Summer Bear and uh, Ashley Bauman. And I'm on right on the verge of a, a, another great female actress waiting to hear her response. But uh, but when I did, uh, and I was a couple of male parts in it too. When I first directed this many years ago, one of the male parts was played by our favorite John Hamm. Oh wow. He was in St. He was in St. Louis in between University of Missouri and heading to Hollywood, and he did a few plays here for a year or two. And yeah, well, um, he was he was teaching, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh -huh. Yeah, he was teaching at Burroughs. doing theater. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. So you have got quite an ambitious but exciting schedule. So uh, yeah, and you're going to be so Blue Strawberry Dot Zach, Cranesburg Black Box, and the Chapel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are all of our usual. Well, it's blue strawberry, isn't it? But those are our usual spaces we like to work in, and uh, you know, and I think the plays fit all of those uh, spaces well. Well, they go do. to midnightcompany.com and you can find out all of those and where to get tickets and mark your calendars because it's going to be your the rest of your year is pretty much booked, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll see you next uh, February, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also, um, it is their 26th year. Yes, it is. Congratulations. So, yeah, so I think it's, a, yeah, yeah, it is. It's our 26th season. We finished 25, so on to the next 25. Yeah, well, and then the Circle Awards are April 3rd. Uh-huh, yep. So, yes. It'll be live this time, huh? Yes. So Excellent. finally, 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 yeah. Joe won uh, last year for best original play, best new play for Tinseltown. And um, uh, it's for oh, the comedy, the horror comedy. It's only magic. Uh, it is magic. Yeah, It, is, it magic. is magic. I get that title wrong all the time. And that's swept. So and he won for acting in it. Yeah, actually, I tied with Carl Overly. We tied for best That's supporting right. actor in the comedy. That's right. Yeah. So busy, busy, busy. It's best to keep busy. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. You yes. know those uh, those uh, those brothers, those Jesuit brothers, and then our uh, nuns and uh, they were always telling us, "What is it? Idle hands or the devil's playground?" Yeah. Hey, Carl. And you nothing. Heard... Nothing ever happened. Nothing good ever happens after midnight. Yeah. And Carl, you know, this other uh, Jesuit uh, 
little thing, don't you, where uh, all the religious orders were fighting and they sent a letter to God and said, God, I mean, we're your favorite, aren't we? Who's your favorite order? We are, aren't we? And God sent a letter back to me. He said, hey, I love you all. You're all equal. You're all my children. Signed, God, SJ. (laughs) Society of the Jesuits, Lynn. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, have a wonderful spring. And uh, hope to see you at the Blue Strawberry next week. Great. We have like we have a we have like six plays opening. <laughs> yeah. But 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 very little playing on Wednesday, I hope. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. Well, tonight Carl and I are seeing Cocaine Bear. Cocaine oh. Bear. Yeah. Talk about anticipated. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's as goofy as I think it is, because I'm in the mood for that. And we're gonna be at the Alamo Draft House for the first time. All right, yes. yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun, but that's why we don't have it to talk about this this week for our movie segment. Cocaine but, Bear, based on a true story from 1985. Thank you so very thank much. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thanks, thanks Joe. Joe. Break a leg. Thank you. See you again soon. Nice to talk to you. See you, you soon. So, so Carl, let's let, let's talk let's talk about Cocaine Bear just just for a second, so we can talk about it since it opens up this weekend. It's based on a true story. That happened in 1985. A a drug play a Cessna carrying drugs was overweighted. So they had to throw out some weight and they threw out 75 pounds of cocaine. Then the Cessna crashed and the drug dealer who was in the plane, he died, too, because his parachute didn't open up. So this was on September 11th, 1985. And who finds the cocaine? A bear. The bear finds the cocaine. They don't find the bear's body until December. The and movie where are we at. Uh, I don't remember where it is. It's in the mountains. I know that. Okay. And I know. And I know. Currently, the bear is taxidermied and is in Tennessee because Waylon Jennings bought the taxidermied bear. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I don't know if any of this is in the movie because even though no people were killed by the bear, uh, the bear, I mean, the bear is a story of legend and it is actually based on a true thing. Um, Like the bear was nicknamed Pablo Escobar. (laughs) And it it was it wasn't I looked it up. It was in Tennessee. And it is, it's in Kentucky right now. The bear was found dead in northern Georgia, stuffed and displayed in a mall in Kentucky. And it's in the Kentucky Fun Mall. But Waylon Jennings bought it and donated to it. So what happens, the bear wasn't found until December. And even though no one was killed, this is what they believe happened between September and December. Exaggerated for, you know, dramatic effect and it has a weird cast it does it's ray liotta's last uh movie isn't it yes it's ray liotta's last movie but let just listen carrie russell o'shea jackson aiden ellenreich uh brooklyn pier uh brooklyn prince uh christian covenry jesse tyler ferguson isaiah whitlock jr margot martindale matthew reese and there are more people in this movie. 
And so it is very loosely, loosely based. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks. It's produced by Lord and Miller, who you know I love their work. Yes, you uh, do. It was written, it was written by uh, Jimmy Warden. And so I am really looking forward to seeing Cocaine Bear tonight because the name of the movie is Cocaine Bear. Everybody's asking me about it. And is, this, uh, is it based on a true story? Yes. And uh, uh, I, I had asked a friend if she wanted to go because she spends a lot of time in national parks and watches bears. And she doesn't want to go because of it saying it's gory and violent. Oh, yeah. It's going to it. it is going to be a comically horrific film. But I also think it's going to be it's Elizabeth Banks is directing it. She her last movie was Charlie's Angels. And the movie before that was Pitch Perfect 2. Right. So, She's done a good job with the Pitch Perfect. I saw a variety headline that she was worried this movie would end her career. Well, that means she hopefully she leans into it and has some some, some kind of fun. Well, I hope so, because. It is uh, it is a winter of just we need something goofy. We and, really and cocaine do. bear better be goofy. Right now, I did see um, there are a couple openings this weekend. Oh, I want oh, to yeah. draw you attention. saw you saw another big film, but that's not till March 3rd. So, wow. Why? Why did you see Creed so early? Uh, I guess they wanted to get reaction. Okay, well, normally, normally they don't uh, a movie like that because people did not care for Creed two. No, and well, I didn't we'll see have to Creed talk two. about this later. But Jonathan Majors, who is also Kang, Kang and Ant Man, he was on Colbert last night, uh, promoting uh, Ant Man, and Colbert showed Ant him Creed. his action figure. Now his and action figure for for ant-man or for yes. uh creed three and ant-man and then okay. they talked creed three so he um he has a compelling story in creed three but both he and michael jordan michael b jordan right are amazingly fit well yes because they're playing boxers and they have to look fantastic human specimens yes and wow and Michael B. Jordan was hilarious as the SNL host. Yeah, because you don't think of him as a comedy guy. And that's he, even though he was he... he was very funny in uh, in uh, Black Panther. Yeah, well, in, uh, in uh, if you go back to the SNL, he uh, did Jake from State Farm. Yes. Hilarious. And they Creepy. did a spoof. What well, they did a Very... commercial spoof on Southwest Airlines. Yes. So mm -hmm. those were two high points of it. But he broke up with uh, Steve Harvey's daughter, and he talked about his breakup. Uh oh. But he didn't well, mention what, what did what did you see that is coming out that we can talk about, Lynn? All right. So there's a great foreign film, international feature, called Close. And we saw this during awards season back when uh, everybody was making us watch everything they wanted us to vote for. 
and I did vote for this for best international feature. It is from Belgium. It is now an Oscar nominee for best international feature. And it won the Cannes Film Festival Grand Prize, Grand Prix. And it also was nominated by the St. Louis Film Critics. And, uh, and it was best picture for the Belgian Oscars. Yes. And the CISA Awards in France, it was nominated. And uh, the uh, Critics' Choice Association, Golden Globes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is <clears throat> incredibly hard watch. Okay. It is about two boys who are best friends and they're very close. And they go to a new school. I guess it's like a junior high or high school. It's there. Well, they're, they, th they're 13. So, yeah. So they go to this new school and at lunchtime, a new classmate thinks they're gay. And because the one kid, Leo, who is an incredible performance by Eden Danbury, he's horrified that people think they're gay. So he dumps his friend. And Remy is crestfallen and heartbroken. Like, how can you not be my friend anymore? But he was so humiliated on anybody because he was being taunted. And so he goes and joins a ho hockey team and does all this stuff. Well, tragedy unfolds. And mm. it's just a gut-wrenching, very moving piece on friendship, on perception of boys in in uh you know that age young teens and also it's about loss and innocence and identity and all sorts of um heavy topics but it's incredibly well done it's only an hour and 45 minutes it is going to start at uh, Plaza Frontenac on Friday, and it'll be at Ron. Uh, it'll be at Marcus Theaters as well, and it is powerful. And uh, the the moms, the two moms, are excellent. Leah Drucker and uh, Emily Duquain. I am bad at at pronunciation uh, at pronunciations. Of All these French names. French names. <laughs> But it's uh it's just it's a it's a sucker punch to the gut. Extremely uh, well done though. But you gotta bring uh, it to it, it. But yeah, also it's a it's a theme that a lot of people are very uncomfortable. Not just the gayness, but the young children in peril. Yeah. And yeah. so this movie, if you do not like to see uh, children. Um, well, I don't want to say, but if you don't want to see, uh, it's, it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And Alex, I'm surprised uh, that you, uh, enjoy it so much. 
Yeah. Well, Alex McPherson, who writes for my website, Pop Life STL, he uh, said to me last night, he goes, that is one movie I don't ever want to watch again. <laughs> there are some movies like that, just like Schindler's List. and 12 Years a Slave? Yes. It's like once that you've seen it. Now, Alex did see Emily, which starts Friday locally, and it has rising star Emma Mackey as Charlotte Bronte. Oh, wow. I mean, not Charlotte, as Emily. Emily that's why oh, it's called well, Emily. That's why it's called Emily. Yeah. Charlotte's one of the characters. She's kind of mean to her. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, they're sisters. <laughs> right. All the Brontes are in it, including Branwell, the goofy brother. And uh, so it's called Emily and Emma Mackey, who won a BAFTA Sunday for Rising Star. Oh, and, you know why? Because because she's a white woman. Oh, yeah. Well, they were a little yeah, and she is also she dazzled us in Death on the Nile. Yes, and she's in that Netflix show, Sex Education. Yeah, is she the one that's leaving? Yes. Okay. So she is. Um, Alex was really impressed with her in this. She's very magnetic. As Emily Bronte. So you can see his review on our poplifestl.com. There is a uh, a couple other movies that uh, are on demand right now. The Whale. Yep. If you haven't seen it. Uh, after the BAFTAs, who do you think is going to win? I hope it's Austin Butler. I was really happy to see that. But... Brendan Fraser's been doing all the right things. Yeah, he's a, he's a sentimental favorite. And uh, Colin Farrell, I at first I thought he had higher chances, but I think now it's a race between Austin Butler and uh, Brendan Fraser. And I do think that for actress, it's a dead heat between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, although Kate Blanchett got the BAFTA. I do think that Michelle Yeoh, uh, I I really want her to win because I don't think, not because I liked Tar more than you did. Yeah, I, I know. Also, I mean, it's a good performance, but I just don't like this movie. I know. I I understand why people don't like Tar, but I think I liked it better than you did. I also think that a lot of people did. In the United States, I think Angela Bassett will definitely win best supporting actor yeah i i you convinced me of that and and i, um, and I also I think know. that short round is going to win for everything everywhere oh, all at once he, he need yeah if th that is egregious if he doesn't now this foreign film the international film since uh all quiet on the western front just cleaned up Ugh. at the baftas i'm wondering if that's gonna that is another hard watch. Yeah. Ugh, I don't, I, I, uh, people there can are three, see it on there, Netflix. There are three versions of this one. And of the, the original 1929 version, which has the, the heart wrenching scene at the end. Then you have the Ernest Borgnine, Richard Thomas, Richard Thomas, who's coming in town next week. Uh, the TV version. But the, the thing about this one 
the unnecessary subplot and the the fact that it's done by Germans for the first time. That is what um, I like. I like that there are aspects about the Netflix version that I do like, but I, I it does not compare to the other two versions for me. I understand. And well, the first one won the Oscar for Best Picture. Best Picture, yes. Yes, that, back in the that day. scene at the very end just shows how pointless war is. The, and the the ending of this one is contrived and not not what the book says. And if you're going to go with the source material, and I know, as our buddy JC always says, books and movies aren't the same. But that's the source material for this, and it has been done better other places. Right. And I also think it's really, I said it was a hard watch. Because these boys are so young. Oh, it just breaks your heart um, to see what they had to endure. You know, war is hell. So that's basically what it oh, yeah. is. And uh, it'll be interesting. I did not make it to the shorts. What? You were looking forward to that. I know. Um but I had to work. It's just, you know, you got to work. You got to pay for going to see movies. Well, but also, a, I think AMC for $40, you can see all of the Oscar nominees. Oh, yeah. Best Picture. So, yeah. So is uh, Marcus, too. And they're both. Yeah, they're both. I was going to. They're both doing it. And Plaza Frontenac has all the shorts starting on uh, Friday. They stole so, that idea from Cinema St. Louis. Yes. No, they didn't. I, I know they've been doing it for a while, too. Right. So if you can still see them, Apple TV Plus has the one that has got the big buzz. The the uh, mole, the fox, the... Yes. That one. That was the based book. On, based on the Also based on the book. Right. So the Screen Actors Guild is Sunday with nominees Danielle Detweiler, who to me delivered the best female performance in Till, mm -hmm. is up. And so is Viola Davis, a freshly minted EGOT. For Woman King. Yeah, well, and then her EGOT was for narration on a album right yeah a for the grammy word. yes yes and then so so screen actors guild is friday i mean not friday sunday and then oscars is uh, march 12th so we uh, got get, that up getting closer meet, we've got a bunch of uh theater starting in town and yep. i just saw vanya which we had michael james read here last week it's an acting showcase it's uh, very interesting. And we have The Last Five Years, which is a uh, two-person musical with beautiful music. Uh, Grace Langford and Kevin Carpuz do it. And our friend Taylor Grenlow uh, from Tesseract Theater Company directed it. And uh, so that's playing at the Dodzak. And then we have To Kill a Mockingbird coming into the Fox. And I am going now, even though I saw the uh, Broadway version 
with Jeff Daniel. This is um, Robert it, Thomas from yeah, John Boy. Yeah, from John the Boy, Waltons. Um, the thing about this, what I'm anxious to see is Aaron Sorkin's adaptation to this is brilliant. He uh, focuses on respect for the law uh, and Scout's admiration for her father, Atticus Finch, and how she talks about all rise, all rise, and uh, they they old they made the kids older. Yes, Norma Jean, please touch. rise. Your father is passing. Yes, yes, and then and Celia, he Bolger, she won the Tony for playing Scout, much deserved. And uh, Jeff Daniels was you could have heard a pin drop. It was so good. But what I really liked, I had never seen a Bartlett Shear directed show on Broadway. And that guy is incredible, his vision and how he directed this. And he keeps everything moving. I want to see how it plays on the road. So I decided I would go, even though I did see the, the, like the best, it's like the biggest box office play ever on broadway to kill a yeah. mockingbird well so I, I will have I a will hockey say game it, it'll bring out all the fields and you got to take your kleenex because well, i i have i have i have a hockey game on tuesday night so and then after that i have uh missouri valley conference basketball arch madness i don't get to go until the last night at 6.30 on Sunday night. So I get to see the very last performance that's going to be in St. Louis. I'm excited to go. I'm glad I could weasel it into my schedule. I am too, because I tell everybody, you need to see it. I don't care how many times you've seen the movie, how many times you saw it. If you saw it at the rep, the rep did a really good version. A couple or years if you ago. read the book in high school, which well, I did. The Yeah, the number one book of all time so it is definitely a a, a a a work that lives up to the hype right so that's coming up and then we have joe's thing at blue strawberry and then we have um the confederates is at the rep which i'm seeing today so i can speak about that afterwards and then there's it's like every weekend I have two or three or four shows. And movies. And movies. Well, Lynn, we didn't get to mention this last week. Where are you on the radio and in print? I'm on KTRS radio on Friday mornings with Jennifer and Wendy around 1108 after the morning news. And I am in uh, my own website, poplifestl.com. And I am in the Webster Kirkwood Times. And uh, I'm on all the socials, Carl. You know where you to are. find me. And, and where are you? Ben House. You can find me Monday through Friday on the Mark Cox Morning Show on 97.1 FM Talk. You can find me on the weekends there and on KMOX for Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. 
Uh, so I because baseball and billikins and soccer, all the things coming up. I don't know if I'm going to be on Camo X for the next couple of weeks. It, it all depends on what's going on. Um, and you can find me at underscore Carl the Intern on Instagram and Twitter. You can watch my amazing goal horn tests as I press the button for your St. Louis Blues. And did you have a good time in Chicago? I, w- I was in Chicago for 11 hours and did three major things. One, we went to uh, brunch at the uh, on the lake. So we got to see Lake Michigan, and it was beautiful. And then we went to the hockey game to watch the Blackhawks beat up on Ryan O'Reilly and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ryan had a better game the other day when he had the hat trick and scored two goals in 37 seconds. But uh, I had to hear that silly song in the United Center. So I heard Chelsea Dagger six times because it was five goals, and then they played at the end of the game. And then we went skating at Millennium Park underneath the bean. So it was a full time. Many things were done and memories were had in Chicago. And I'm glad I'm back here home in St. Louis. Wonderful. Yes. Well, let's go blues. Cardinals. Cocaine bear. Let's go to cocaine bear. (laughs) At the foundry. Well, Carl, have a great weekend. Everybody stay safe. And uh, enjoy. Hopefully, we'll have uh, light soon. It on March seven. Yeah. Sunset is until seven p.m. So Yay. that's coming. Yeah, it's coming up. So well, everyone have a good weekend, and we'll talk next week where we'll talk cocaine bear and free <laughs> and Bye. free three. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.